2: Thank you for tuning into the Sports Tito's Nets podcast. This is your host, Cody Mallory, at RealCodyMallory on Twitter. I am once again joined by Joe Farrow. That's at the Joe Farrow on Twitter. And we are rejoined by Anthony Dittmar tonight. That is at AnthonyDittmar underscore on Twitter. Once again, the Nets own the city of New York. It wasn't always pretty, but they got the win. How are you doing, guys?
3: Uh, I'm doing pretty good. That was, a uh, um, that was a very, very ugly game. Very ugly. Turned it up in the fourth. Um, it looked very, very dim at times, but we Nets ended up pulling out the win. Definitely made me feel a lot better, uh, taking the fir- both sets of the back to back. And now we got two games left remaining. We'll be in attendance Friday. Gotta hope that the Nets finish the job and finish the season at the seven.
4: Yeah. Um, I was very down in the first half. Um, I was not thinking they, I, I didn't feel they would come back, but like when it was 17 at the half, I was really just like really down. Wasn't really trying to talk to anybody. Like my mom was trying to talk to me during the game, and I was like, you please just leave me alone? Like I really don't want to talk. And then once they came back, it was just
2: full Get out of my room, man. The Mets
4: suck. All right, <laughs> uh, dad goes to bed at 7 30, and I was just stopping home for the night. And I started screaming and woke him up after the <laughs> go-ahead shot. So it was a nice win. Seven straight wins against the beta team of New York.
2: Yeah, man. I mean, then, then when KD was at the line at the end there, there is some pretty loud MVP chance. Oh yeah. I remember when there was some uh, hear fun fact? being thrown at the nets when Curry is- was getting MVP chance. Yeah, let's hear your fun facts, Anthony. I like fun facts.
4: Tevin Durant is 20-3 and three against the Knicks in his career on a 12-game winning streak.
2: Damn. That's insane. Fuck, MSG. <laughs> he's also uh, – he's never That's, lost. I have,
4: of course, that extends. Like, yeah.
2: Right, which which means he's never lost against the Knicks as a net, obviously. Mm-hmm. And the Nets haven't yeah. lost to the Knicks since 2019, so three years since the Nets have lost to the Knicks.
3: Oh, man. Ironically,
2: we... 2019 he is was... the year – When, we all know what happened. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, man, I mean, the Nets, like, it's frustrating because it feels like time and time again against poor teams, like the Knicks, I think the Knicks are slightly better than their record, even though they were missing Randall tonight. But anyways, like the Nets, they just don't come out with any energy or, like, effort. And we saw it again tonight. They were down 67 to 50 a half. Like, they were playing poor offensive ball. Obviously, they weren't stopping anyone. The Knicks were almost on pace to score 140, missing probably their best player. And then we see in the second half, KD, Kyrie played the entire second half. Um, The Nets ended up going small, and they outscored the Knicks 60 to 31. So, like, the Knicks scored 38 points in the second quarter. And then in the entire second half, they only scored 31. And, like, the Nets just need to be more consistent. You fall behind like that in the play-in game against Atlanta or Cleveland or Charlotte, are you coming back? Like, probably not. And that's that's my biggest concern with this team is they tend to play down to their opponent.
3: Yeah, and that's definitely a dangerous trait to have, especially in a play-in scenario like the Nets are going to be in. So we've got to really just start to put our foot on the gas from the jump and just – take care of these easy teams, man, because we let them hang around way too long. And it's not even like we let the Knicks, quote-unquote, hang around. The Knicks were dog-walking us for the first three quarters of this game. And yeah. Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving turned it up in the fourth as well as all the other guys. A lot of guys played well tonight. And one by the name of Patrick Mills? Hell,
2: yeah. Welcome Patty, back, Patty. Had good hands. time. First for a good game of the off. calendar year.
4: I think that was his first good game of 2022.
2: Like, I really do.
3: I know. I I mean, like, like Seth Curry played very well tonight. He hit two different dagger shots, or that can be considered dagger shots. If you didn't consider the first one a dagger shot, the second one definitely was. But Seth was phenomenal. Patty put on a show. Um, Kyrie struggled a little bit. KD was not, like, his full self for the most part of this game, but. Man, great win, really turned it up late. It, it's exactly what the Nets needed.
2: Honestly,
4: like
3: – Wait, well, hold up, Anthony. Like, what's crazy is Joe just said
2: Kevin Grant wasn't himself. The man had a 32-point triple-double. That's just how it's, good it's, Kevin it's Grant
3: like, is. That's the thing, though. Like, he just, like – it didn't look like he was, like, really, like, playing to his fullest ability, but he still finishes with those stats. You know what I'm saying? Like
2: – I don't know. He's just, he just – he walks and, like, <laughs> coasts to a 32-point triple-double. That's what i I mean, I shouldn't
3: – It really felt like, and he was facing double teams again the majority of the second half. Jericho Sims, that kid is ridiculous. He's an animal. He might be one of the only true Kevin Durant containers in the NBA. And it's like, and it's like, and we're saying he contained Kevin Durant. Obviously, he put up a thirty-two point triple double. But it's just like, come on, like nobody can truly stop Kevin Durant. But Jericho Sims did a hell of a job trying. Yeah so you can go. I yeah. cut you off before. Oh, my bad.
4: You're good. Right. Yeah, so like honestly, like I felt like in the first three quarters, the Nets weren't really running much of an offense. It was just like iso heavy, contested three heavy. But like in the fourth quarter, when they started running like those like diagonal like like screens for Kevin Durant in the mid range, where like he has to take like one step to get like an open jumper against like a mismatched guard, I felt like that's when their offense really got going because like they couldn't guard him there obviously. Then once they started like getting more serious about that, they would kick it out to a corner or top open three to like either Patty or Seth. Like I feel like the Nets need to run more actual offense, unless just. Like ISO hero ball, like that works sometimes. Like in the fourth quarter, when like everyone gets a little slower, but like in the first three quarters, you gotta run some like actual offense. Like it's just like so the ball doesn't move. The ball doesn't be hopping, quote unquote.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I mean in that fourth, the Nets ran the same set. I think it was like five or six possessions in a row, where Katie was in the corner. It was a guard, so it was usually either uh, uh, Curry or Mills a couple times, Kyrie once, where they came down. They set a pin down screen on Durant's man. The Knicks were switching. Durant was coming up to the like the elbow and just knocking out a jump shot over a guard in the mid-range. And one time, Thibodeau freaked out when it happened, called the timeout, and started screaming. And then the next time, they didn't switch it. And the Nets got the three on the opposite side with Curry. So, like it's a simple action, but it's, it's a lot better than just a straight ISO. Like Anthony was just saying.
3: Yeah. It felt yeah. like a lot of random freelance basketball on the offensive side. And then for this, for, in the first half, there was a lot of the switch everything defense that the nets have run a lot, especially in the wrong times with LaMarcus Aldridge on the floor. And once again, when he was on the floor tonight, he got ran off the court. Um,
4: He's when cooked. He, like the he's the, not playable.
3: <laughs> in the second, in the second half, early on in the third quarter, it looked like they got away from that switch everything defense a little bit. Um, they then they kind of went back to switching everything again once they got a more versatile lineup on the floor. And then they bring and then in the fourth quarter, the offense finally caught up with the Nets and just battled all game long, even though they were down a lot, which was very embarrassing on national TV, but we should have expected it. The Knicks are have blown many, many leads in the fourth quarter this year. Um, this is the second time they've blown like a double digit lead to the Nets this year,
4: a 20 point plus lead, actually.
3: Were they up? <laughs> I don't know if they were up 20,
4: it was 28 and then the 21 this time. First time was 28,
3: yeah. The first time yeah, I know was 28, but yeah, so two 20 point leads 21. to the Nets this year. Um, that definitely can't leave a good taste in Knicks fans' mouths, but who gives a <laughs> <Yeah>. fuck? <laughs> yeah, to kind of
2: feed off what Joe just said from ESPN stats and info, the Nets trailed by as many as 21 points in the third quarter tonight and came back to win against the Knicks. They're the fourth team with multiple 20-point comebacks versus single team in the last 25 seasons. They also beat the Knicks on February 16th after trailing by 28. So... In 25 years, they're only the fourth team to beat the same team in a season when they're losing by 20-plus points. That's crazy. They both were MSG, too. Yeah, they're both at MSG. The first one didn't have KD or Kyrie. It was the Cam Thomas show. And this one was just KD, Kyrie. And then I thought, once again, I know me and Joe kind of talked about it uh, yesterday, Anthony, when you weren't able to come on. But Kessler Edwards was great again. Like. He's dying a lot more aggressive. I feel like, and he's not soft. Like the way he's ripping rebounds. I know he only had three, but like he gets up and he aggressively like snatches the rebound. I don't know. I I, I still feel like he's got to be on that playoff roster somehow. But
4: I know it's just tough. Like I don't know how to get him on there. Like I, I understand the easy answer is like I think we all know what it is. But like
3: James I Johnson the of the out Broncos. of town. That's what. <laughs>
4: I don't think that's have the balls to do it. Like, I really don't think so. Like, yeah, I don't get it. Marks like, is he's probably the like
3: James Johnson's going to swing on him if he tries to cut, cut him.
4: Bro, it's he's literally been like, like the best, like probably like a top seven rotation player on this team in the last like two three weeks, like at least the last like week and a half. Like, like I don't yeah. get how you keep him off. Like, he's it doesn't make any sense. I, I Honestly, makes no sense. I think I would rather have the like, playoff Ross than Kim Thomas right now.
3: He I mean, I might even like looking no, at him yeah. Kim did look
4: good. I agree, but like what do you need more in the playoffs? I think it's more of Kessler Edwards than Kim.
3: No, yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. And I mean, we've kind of all been on the Kessler train since very early on in the year, just saying, like, like, hey, like he is probably the best Nets rookie for what we need right now. And we've been really just been going through it all year long, been saying it, but they they didn't take advantage of the opportunity when we when we were able to. Obviously, it made it a lot harder when we did the James Harden trade, because we, I mean, we made roster room by cutting Bembry and Javon Carter, but we took on three players in that deal. So we had to like open up a roster spot.
4: And uh, we signed Drogic.
3: Yeah. And we signed yeah, yeah, Drogic. We signed. signed Drogic. So it's like, uh, it, it, that's it's rough, but like, cause like I, the Drogic signing has been huge for us. And the only other option to get cast was on the team was cutting James Johnson. And when we first did that move, James Johnson wasn't playing particularly as horrible as he is right now. Um, and of course the guy misses back-to-back games and we win back-to-back games. It's funny how that is when you don't have a, uh, <laughs> walk, when you don't have a walking bag of bones on the court that you have a better chance to win games. <laughs>
2: yeah. I mean, it's like, I don't know. It's tough. Tough decision if they want to do it. Like I said, they got to do it by Sunday, so we'll see what happens. But I got a nice uh, Kevin Durant quote for you guys Ooh. Uh, following the game. I see it on Chris Mulholland from SB Nation's F Daily. We're both talking about Kyrie Irving and him in the city. We know how much Knicks fans don't like us, especially now in this era of the Nets, us not choosing the Knicks. It definitely adds something to the rivalry. It's good to be part of this. It's a fun rivalry. Hopefully it continues to build and we get more and more animosity between the fan bases. It's definitely good for the game. He also went on to say, imagine the tweets I've been getting since choosing the Nets by Knicks fans. (laughs) So obviously we all know that KD is very active on Twitter and he does have no problem chirping back at people on Twitter. So he sees the hate that the Knicks fans give him on Twitter.
3: I, I just thought it was funny. He's got he's to gotta see all of it. Um, while we're on the um, topic of Kevin Durant quotes, Kevin Durant actually was on JJ Reddick's podcast that came out this morning. I don't know if you guys got a chance to listen to it yet. I, I was
4: like half of it.
3: Yeah, I listened to the full thing, and there was just a couple of quotes. He was asked about his 48-minute uh, game. I think that was game six against the Bucks in the playoffs last year.
4: Five.
3: Game five, yes. And he said – He said, um, when you have an Achilles injury, it's hard not to doubt your own abilities. That game, to test it against one of the best teams that we were going to play, that was a huge milestone for me. He also um, went out and said um, he knew his foot was on the line when he took this uh, game seven shot. He just felt it. Like, as he went up, he said, he knew, he said, I knew my foot was on the line. And then he ended up saying, like he ended up elaborating on how crazy it is, like how instinctively you could feel what was happening. But he also said at that point, he was so gassed that once he got into the timeout, he had no idea where he even was. (laughs) So like (laughs) everybody that just keeps saying like, oh, if KD's foot was just a one shoe size smaller, then this would be a champions last year. I'm like, no, Kevin Durant would not have been able to, would not have been able to keep up the pace he was going. The final quote that I got was um, KD. He asked JJ Reddick if he was the type of dude who would curse himself out for missing shots in workouts. And K and JJ said he was. KD said he used to be that way, but he decided to stop cursing at himself because he did not like to talk to himself that way. (laughs) (laughs) He said, he said, when I would miss a shot and I would just be like, fuck. He would be like, I don't like talking to myself that way. So I decided to stop doing it.
2: That's no way to talk to a God, even if it's
3: <laughs> yourself. Exactly that. That was the one I I probably laughed for like three straight minutes. The way he covered <laughs> it and like the way that he just said it, like it was hilarious. He was just like, "Yeah, I don't feel like I deserve to talk to myself that way." <laughs> <That's> hilarious. <laughs> oh man, yeah, it was great. Like the whole the whole episode was a really good listen. Obviously, Kevin Durant has his etcetera's podcast. JJ Reddick has the Old Man and the Three. Both are actually really good. I try to listen to as many of both of them as I can, but it was just like the four of them. Um, It was JJ, Tommy, Eddie, and KD. Just a really good basketball conversation, diving into a lot of KD's career. So I'd highly recommend everybody listen to that one. Yeah, it
4: was was good from what I listened to. I'll probably finish it tomorrow.
3: Yeah, it was just long, though. It was like an hour and a half, (laughs) the whole thing.
4: Yeah. Maybe that. Maybe they. I heard they could. They might collab with the Sports Nets
3: podcast. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. We <laughs> it on the street. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll probably
2: take a listen to that on my drive to Jersey on Friday when we go to see the game against Cavs. Yeah. And yes, I know the Nets don't play in Jersey anymore. For <laughs> anyone that's listening, that's just where I'm meeting up. <laughs> don't want to be like, oh wow, this nice guy that' that's still playing Jersey. Like, oh, why are listening <laughs> to his podcast? Dude, that first year in Brooklyn,
4: the amount of announcers that called us the New Jersey Nets, I remember he's going to be so mad. Bro, like, you're, Bro still here, like, you're still, still really here now.
2: There's still some now that will slip up and call them the New Jersey Nets. I've heard it a couple of times this year if I watch a game on ESPN or TNT.
3: Yeah, well, that's because all their – That's sad. Dude, it's that's 10 years. commentators are 80 years old.
2: Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> KD Katie, yeah. Katie also said after the game, I heard rumors that the Knicks didn't want to give me a max contract. I didn't believe it. <laughs> I
3: remember
2: seeing those. you think he actually to go any other
3: teams? I mean, I don't think so. I think he Do probably you? took meetings, but he said on multiple occasions if he was ever going to leave Golden State, it was always going to be Brooklyn. So, I mean, like, obviously, like, he would be dumb not to weigh his options. But, I mean, everybody was going to offer him a max contract, apparently, besides the Knicks. But you know, I mean, like if he he wanted to go, he wanted to be here with with Kyrie.
0: Yeah,
2: I agree.
4: Yeah, I, I wonder. <laughs> I wonder if his thought process is different if Kyrie doesn't come. I'm just curious.
2: Yeah, I th- yeah. I mean, I think those two were a package, and I think they both kind of always felt like they wanted to come here.
3: Uh-huh. I don't know
2: if you guys saw Kyrie's press conference on Yes Network after. If you didn't, I put it on my Twitter. That man was hyped with Grady after the game, like absolutely hyped. Oh, I didn't. But that's all that. It. Bondi, the uh, Nets hater, Knicks beat reporter, <laughs> tweeted out that like, Kevin Kevin Durant was just told he hasn't lost to the Knicks since 2013. He pumped his fist and said, "I got something to talk about on Twitter now." <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, my God.
2: <laughs> also, Kevin Durant, like I told you how he was pretty much doing everything in that fourth quarter when he was playing center. I saw from Fred Katz, so that man had 13 points, nine rebounds, and six assists just in the fourth quarter. He almost had a triple-double in just the
3: fourth quarter. Okay, see what I'm saying? I said he wasn't himself for most of that game. See, Yeah, that's fair. The fourth quarter, Katie, put up the production that most of everybody's favorite players will put up in – 30 minutes
2: yeah that's that's crazy like i knew he was dominating i knew he was ripping boards but 13 9 and 6 in 12 minutes is absurd and him and Kyrie played the entire second half yeah and Kyrie, when he was asked no, by he grady was. he was like i'm tired but it's worth it
3: <laughs> Kyrie, Kyrie also almost had a triple double i mean he shot like absolute dog shit but he had yeah. 24, 24 8 boards and seven assists So it's like them two really were just all over the place. Seth Curry had 15. Patty Mills had 15, like we said, five for seven from Patty, shooting the lights out once again. Also, real quick, the one trend with Patty, he doesn't take any shots except threes anymore. (laughs) So, like, the majority of the time you look at his stat line, every single shot attempt is a three-pointer.
2: I don't know if I
3: and that might be why he's struggling. He's just trying to force up these threes. I mean, like, Patty, we get it. Like, threes are worth more than twos. We all know how the scoring system in basketball works. But, like, like take the layup if you have the lane. Like, my God.
2: <laughs> He's attempting this season 9.9 field goals a game, and 7.1 of them are threes. Yeah, exactly. So, so pretty close. That's so wild. I was, all mean, his spe- attempts like, are especially,
3: especially as of recent, the majority of them have been threes. Like every yeah. time that we've been like talking about it, because like we would make a point to be like, "Hey, Patty Mills is cooked. This dude is ass now." We would go back and we would look at the box score, and it would be like he shot one for six, and all six shots were threes. Like that's just how it's been recently. And I mean, tonight was no difference. It was no different except five of them went in tonight, so that's a good thing. Yeah,
2: I mean, Patty's been pretty bad for. Quite That's, some time. Was, I would say December, and that man's almost—he's shooting thirty-nine point six percent from three for the season, which shows how good he was in the beginning of the year. Because like forty percent, <laughs> solid. Like if you got every player on your team shoot forty percent from three, you'd be ecstatic. Like forty is a good percent. I mean, it's no Joe Harris; and he shot like fifty-two percent last year, but.
3: It's like great. 40, we, have, we have very high standards now. Like <laughs> right. we have very high standards for our shooters just because like we've been spoiled to ch- two different Joe Harris, 50% seasons. Now we have Seth Curry coming in and knocking down a bunch of threes. Patty Mills in the first half was lights out from three. He ob- obviously he got into the three point contest. I mean, it's like, I think we're becoming a little bit spoiled, but like there's no two ways about it. Patty's been asked for like quite some time since like right before the all-star break. And um yep. And tonight, I hope it, he really just, like, turned it around. Because in order for the Nets to make a deep run, say we get whatever seeding we get and we get into the playoffs, Patty Mills has to perform. He really does. Yeah. There's no – there's no way about it. Like, obviously, we have Kevin Durant and Kyrie and we have two top, uh, I'll say, 15-range players in the NBA. And then we have a great cast of role players. But it's just like Patty Mills is – Like, this is the guy that we gave the MLE to. He's, like, like, in reality, probably, like, a top five, top, like, six paid player on the team just because most of our guys are minimums at this point or rookie deals. Yep. Like, he needs to perform. Like, like, we got to think about it in the perspective, like, Jeff Green's out because you're here, right? Like, that's basically how it is. Jeff Green isn't here because you are here. And that's no shot on either guy. But, like, Jeff Green in the playoffs last year was huge for us. He had that one game where he what he dropped, like, 28 points in a game where, like, where Harden and Kyrie were out, I think. Like, Jeff Green had a huge game. And that's the type, like, we're going to probably need at least one of those from Patty Mills this year, probably a couple of them. He's probably going to need to do exactly what it did tonight, dropping 15 points on highly efficient shooting to, to help this Nets team get over the hump. And he hasn't yeah. been doing it recently, but if he turns it around, everybody will forget about everything that he struggled with in the regular season. And Patty Mills has been known to show up in the playoffs before. He was always that one guy where it's just like, if he's on a playoff team you're facing, you know at some point he's going to hit a shot. Like, you know for a fact. Like, you're just dreading that moment. because we saw work. in the finals. Exactly. Does he always yeah, – make- I mean the- What happened with Joe Harris last year?
2: He shot the lights out of the ball in the regular
3: season and then postseason he shit the
2: bed, and that's all anyone cares about. So
3: exactly. And everybody forgot that he led the league in three point percentage for two straight seasons, but he has a bad playoff run. And now, you know, I mean, we're everybody's guilty of it. I mean, everybody's just like, all right, well, Joe, you gotta be better because it's like these are the important games. Patty hopefully is turning the corner at the right time.
2: I agree. Speaking of the right time, uh, yeah. so obviously the Nets won tonight. Um, the Atlanta Hawks also defeated the Wizards, so they remain at the same record as the Nets. Um, so they're technically, I guess, tied at 42 and 38. However, the Nets do have the tiebreaker over Atlanta. So the Nets remain in the eight seed. The Nets and Atlanta are both a game back of Cleveland, and now they are a game and a half ahead of Charlotte. Which the game Friday against Cleveland, Nets Cavs is huge. It's basically for the seven and eight seed in my opinion.
3: Yeah, yeah, but but at the same time, there's also loser falls to like this game is for the seven seed. It really is. I mean, because the yeah, the loser could fall to nine. nine. Yeah, the loser could even fall to ten. Like you, like again, like. Because all these teams in the play-in right now are separated by, what, half a game or one game? like Who um, was the
4: tiebreaker over Atlanta and Charlotte? Do we know?
3: Um, Because we, we were all just tied. So I think Atlanta has it over Charlotte. I think.
4: I know but there's I a different know. tiebreaker procedure for three teams and two. I really don't know. And I it does really matter because I just want the Nets to not be in the 9-10. I think Atlanta, I think, is all of our last team we want to play. So hopefully the Nets can get in the 7-8 and then get – Draw. I honestly want to draw Cleveland personally. I don't know about you guys, but I kind of want to play Cleveland.
3: Yeah, I mean they're banged up right now. That would be a good matchup. I mean we'll see how we fare against them on on Friday. But (laughs) well, I'll ask you about that again after the game. (sighs) See who you want to face.
4: (laughs) Well, hopefully my my streak of losing games at the at the game ends. Yeah, yeah, bro. I don't
3: know.
2: I don't know if we should let Anthony in that stadium. That's a big game, and he's
3: this man's (laughs) curse. Hey, we're getting a free Kyrie (laughs) t-shirt. True.
2: That's clutch.
3: Um, Hopefully. KD KD was just asked about the Nets comebacks this season. He said, it's risky. I hate being down. I hate even being that team. Get down and fight back. I don't like that shit. I don't want that to be a part of who we are. (laughs) So KD definitely does not like being the team to battle back. So,
2: well. Well said, but do something about it is what I'd say. <laughs> yeah. Don't let, don't let it, don't be the team that.
3: Yeah, fucking get out the gate hot.
2: <laughs> yeah, play get some defense in the first
3: game. half. Kyrie Irving also just said one of the funniest things I see out there from Knicks fans is that me and KD are perfect for each other because of how we respond on social media. <laughs> I mean, I mean, in reality, like the Knicks fans are not wrong in that sense because it's true and it's very funny. <laughs> <laughs> But like, yeah. it, it is very funny.
4: <laughs> Katie and Kyrie the best romance in the NBA. I don't think it's close.
2: Hundred <laughs> percent agree. I think before that, before
3: that, it might have even been Spencer Dinwiddie and Jared Allen. <laughs> oh, boo! <laughs> they were connected oh, at two. Don't boo. You know how. To
2: <laughs> I'm just saying that. Uh, <laughs> I saw a hilarious tweet. Like. Remember that play when uh, the Nets got the steal and Kyrie left the pass and KD absolutely dunked it uh, and started screaming at the crowd? Yeah. Dr. Guru underscore tweeted, Kyrie to KD for the slam and the MSG crowd goes crazy. This is what Knicks fans have always dreamed about. <laughs> <laughs>
3: In the garden. Funny.
2: <laughs> so funny. Um. <laughs> Anything else we missed or anything else you guys want to discuss? Uh,
3: I don't know. I think we hit the majority of it. It's more just like, like there's not really much else to say until we get to that final game of the season. And like we finished like the final buzzer of the regular season goes off and we just, we know our seating, we know who we're going to play. And then we focus on our battle from here. Cause right now it's all in limbo and the nets control their own destiny as we've stated. So it's just like, that's what we got to wait for.
4: They flexed the yeah. last game against Indiana to ESPN. I haven't
3: heard
2: I mean, say that Indiana at 3.30 wow. on Sunday. Yeah, yeah, that's uh strange that that's the game they flex on the TV.
3: <laughs>
2: it's
4: like I, I guess mean...
2: because the they know we're gonna be playing for
4: something. Yeah, and it's Katie and Kyrie. And I know the Indiana matchup's not the most flattering matchup, but. I guess it might be the best one that night. I really don't know. I think the whole league is playing on uh, Sunday, I'm pretty sure.
2: Yeah, they are. It's the final day. Indiana's, like, there's teams that are, like, tanking, and Indiana's one of them. They've lost eight in a row, and, like, they're not even trying to win basketball games right now. They 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 sold the entire team. So, I mean, it could be another situation that we saw tonight where the Nets fall behind and have to come back. But... We'll worry about that game after we beat Cleveland on Friday night.
3: Oh, yeah. Speaking of which,
2: I am now two games ahead of Anthony for second place, and I'm going to take another win against the Cavs on Friday.
4: I mean, to stay alive, I'm going to have to take a loss because this is my, like, last chance. I hope I'm wrong and I just get third place. I'll take the L on that. (laughs) It's a consolation prize.
2: Yeah, so oh. you're gonna take a loss. I mean you better hope to nets lose both games, otherwise you can't beat me. Yeah. <laughs> not and, no. and I don't think I don't think he wants that to happen, let's be honest. But
3: he is not concerned. Yeah,
4: I think I'd rather just get third. I had the first place for the majority of the season, then Joe came in and swooped in and hasn't looked back.
3: Yep. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. What a season, huh?
2: No. I don't want to go into a full. We'll do a full season recap maybe on Monday.
3: Yeah. Sounds yeah, sounds good. good. Yeah, sounds
2: and, good. Or yeah, I mean the Nets will either have their playing game Tuesday or Wednesday, so obviously we're gonna have to go and just uh, analysis of how they, whoever they match up with how they like fit and whatever, but we'll we'll deal with that when it comes. Oh yeah, that we shall. All right. We good, guys? Absolutely. I'd say so. All right. Thank you for once again listening to the Sports Ethos Nets podcast with Anthony, Joe, and Cody. The Nets survive a scare at Madison Square Garden and still control their own destiny for the seventh seed.